Hello everybody. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in. Just starting by tuning into your space, my space. And Maybe making some sound. Oh. And. (sighs) Connecting to your breath. (sighs) Arriving here now. I find that in this moment, a lot is hoping to come through and I'm about to go and lead a small little chanting session right after this, but I wanted to just go ahead and come on and speak to what is coming through. Because sometimes it wants to come through right in this moment and then I want to say it later and it's gone. So I trust that whatever comes through in that moment is what is meant to be shared then and whatever comes through in this moment is meant to be shared here. So... What wants to be shared here? I've been in a practice of deep listening. Deep, 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 deep listening to myself, to the plants, to the people around me. And when I say listening... There is, of course, the visual experience of someone listening. And there is so much subtle energy in the experience of listening. And so... Listening is a practice. It's a practice of presence, of focusing to open the ear in a different way, to not only open the ear, but also to open the body. So I like to say sometimes that when chanting or when listening to chant or music that feels a certain way, we have the opportunity to open to that. I like to say that all of the pores of my skin just open. And that's what it feels like. feels like all of my being 
is tuned in to that frequency, to that sound. And in this, I have found profound messages, healing, connection. And it comes from the power of listening. And there's an even deeper sense of healing that can take place when we learn how to listen to our frequency or our sound vibration. Frequency can sometimes get a little... I don't know, it can get a bad rep, I think. Like elevating our frequency or whatever. But the truth is that our bodies operate in a frequency. All of our cells are vibrating in a frequency. So it is true that when we hear a song that is sad or really deep in the, you could say feels, I feel this deep in my womb space and my lower chakras. And to me, this signifies deep, deep healing potential and also pain. And I find that artists such as Nessie Gomes is one who I'm thinking of. Um, Her frequency, her ability to tap into deep, deep realms of lower chakra sounds or just deep feeling. You listen to her music and you go in. And this is a beautiful way to, in some ways, experience someone else's experience for me. Being a very, being an empath. I feel as though I have the ability to, it's almost like putting on a cloak or step into someone's experience. Pros and cons to this, obviously. And there is much work to be done surrounding this because codependency is an easy, an easy line to fall into and it's extremely potent and I believe creates so much empathy within empath empathy all that and so 
when we're able to start to find our own ability to move through frequency, and all I'm talking is sound in this instance, we can make sound from the heart uh, and we can start to feel that or we can go deeper uh, and it's it emphasizes certain areas of the body or certain feelings and so when chanting or humming or sighing all of these are auditory signals to the body to ch change or feel a frequency and in this We have the opportunity to get to know ourselves in a deeper way. I have found profound healing in allowing myself to make noise. <laughs> and then people tell me, wow, you're such a expressive person or, ah, like something like so vocal or something like that. And I love it because I have not always been this way. And the truth is that there's just a lot of feelings in here. There's a lot. And I believe so often we suppress those feelings or those sounds that are the feelings being expressed. If you think about during sex and the sounds that are often associated with that type of pleasure and that deep of feeling, it is it is a representation of the amount of sensation that someone is feeling. And sometimes that sensation wants to move through. Of course, there's practices where you hold that sensation in and breathe with it and then it builds and such. And there's equal pleasure and release as well. So when I was in Peru and we were working with sound, I think it was the first or second night that we were there and... We were invited to, if we began to cry, we were invited to make sound. And 
I remember when there was more sound to be made or someone was holding back than the facilitator at the time was inviting that person to go deeper. Okay. Not really like be louder, but if there's more, let out more. And she said something so beautiful of... The mother, or the earth, wants to hear your cry. She wants to hear it. So she can help you to transmute it. And in release of sound, there is release of energy, blockages, pleasure, all of the things. And this sends signals to your body of what's going on. It allows you to experience your body and to fully experience the moment. Just as articulating through language is an opportunity to give voice to your experience, so is sound. And I'll talk just a little bit about mantra for a moment. Mantras are... <laughs> Jai Dev, one of my teachers, he says that mantras, or he said, I think that was him, that mantras are like prayer cheat sheets. And I have found this to be true in that they attune us to a frequency that is expansive and connected and divine. The mantras I'm speaking of in this moment in Kundalini Yoga, the mantras chanted are in Gurmukhi and in Hinduism, the mantras are chanted in Sanskrit. And both of these languages are pretty buddy-buddy. 
and I would love to know more of the history and I will I do plan to learn more of the history I have been very experiential in my learning and it has brought me profound gifts and I realize that people enjoy the history and enjoy the understanding of where things come from. So I look forward to learning that and sharing that here later. And from what I understand, these mantras have been chanted for thousands of years, probably longer. And therefore, they have energetic potency. And they have brought very self-aware and very connected individuals into a certain state of connection. And therefore, the words, when we're chanting the words, we're not only connecting to the words themselves, I believe that we're also connecting to the power of everyone who's chanted those words all of the states that they've gone to and all of the beings and energies that they've connected with. And that is why they're so powerful. Because they've been sung as devotional hymns to the gods for ages. And we have the opportunity to tap into that energy. And that is powerful. We have the ability to tap in and change our vibration, change our frequency to be at a higher or maybe even a more heart-centered frequency. That's what I find a lot of the mantras are, really. When I feel the vibration in my body, it feels like it's expanding out from my heart in all directions. And everyone's experience of mantra is different, I'm sure. And the same. Yes and yes. think that's all for now folks <laughs> um yeah i look forward to sharing more in the future and 
really going to try to do this every day again this week. I'm not perfect, but I love sharing in this way. So it's my honor to be here. And until next time.